Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to welcome you to the very first episode of Geek Garage Goes to the Movies. It is me and my good buddy, Ted White. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. I am very excited. I hope you're excited as well. I am. We. That's good. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, that is step one, getting your co-host, <laughs> yes. your brand new co-host, excited. Yes. Preferably just as excited as you are, hopefully. Mm. I'm like a six out of ten. You're okay. like a nine. I'll accept that. All right, I'll that's, accept that's, that. all, that's all you're gonna get. So basically, how this came about is, we first I realized that I was doing quite a few movie episodes, and I didn't necessarily like while movies obviously fall under the realm of geek media, I didn't want them to overpower the other topics that are geek media related. So Ooh. so yeah, I. That's when you kind of stepped in, and of course we did the episode on Velvet Buzzsaw and the Retro on Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. and then we did the the Matrix, uh, was it the twentieth yeah, anniversary, anniversary, and then we did the Love, Death, and Robots, and right. we realized that mm-hmm. we had a lot of fun, and you know since we've known each other for a really long time, yeah, I we really made enjoyed for, doing them. Yeah, we we, we made for a really good pair. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we we just decided to kind of make this new quote unquote chapter of right. the Geek Garage podcast where it would be only focused on movies and you know like Netflix original film and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I know when we talked about it. You know, you'd mentioned pretty much all the things you've already said where right. you thought we had good episodes. We made made a good team. Made a good team. We were, we were churning out good episodes. But at the same time, you know, you expressed some concerns about just turning Geek Garage into Dave and Ted talk about movies for right. an hour every week. Yeah. Um, and so I guess you were just like, fuck it, and made a new podcast that was just, hey, Dave and Ted are going to talk about the movies. Listen to it or don't. Who cares? Right. Yeah. We. <laughs> uh, it, it actually took us a lot longer to figure out the game plan overall than than really anything. Like we we went back and forth between this idea and creating a brand new podcast mm-hmm. that would just be that obviously would be movies and we would just have the geek garage be the geek garage and they would be two completely separate entities and two rss feeds two websites blah 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 but you know we already have the established fan base for geek garage and, all four of you and and, and yes uh, <laughs> thank thank all the four of you uh, out there that are, are yeah. listening no I, I think there's a few more than that definitely uh, especially after mtac where i gave out so yes. many buttons and i'm surprisingly and thankfully did not catch a charge Yes, uh, that that's always a, a, a plus when when that uh, does not happen. Yeah, no arrests, right? But yeah, uh, like I was saying, we we eventually came to the conclusion that since we already had a, a relatively okay sized listener base established with the Geek Garage, and we could just kind of create this chapter within Geek Garage, and that will just add to the amount of content that we can put out under this you know the umbrella. So, so yeah, like I said, it's all going to be, you know, movie centric. Uh, I, I, you know, I think we're, we're going to do all kinds of, obviously all, all genres of film. Right, right. But I, I, we, we decided to do both, um, like, quote unquote, evergreen material, like Mm -hmm. movies that have been out for a little while and topics that, you know, kind of don't go out of style, but also like new releases Yeah, to stay, Um, uh, like, you know, topical current. and current, yeah. right? Yep. So obviously, with it being a brand new podcast, we're going to be ironing some things out. Not just a brand new podcast, but like a brand new endeavor within the, the Geek Garage umbrella, like you right. said. So like blog posts and things like that. 
there's going to be some kinks to iron out. There's going to be some growing pains, but you know, um, overall it's, it's going to be for I, the better. Because... Yeah. I think it's a pretty solid idea. And, and this, this frees us up to be able to focus on this, but not take away from some of the other things that, that, uh, the geek garage could cover that maybe I'm not as into or, mm-hmm. um, don't really have the interest in that a lot of the fan base of the geek garage does. So right. obviously you'd want to cover those topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it'll work out for the best. I'm excited. You're excited. Yeah, we're um, we're aiming yeah. to initially do this. I, I think every week or so. We're about. We're 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 both pretty big losers. Yeah. So uh, which I mean, we like it that way. Yeah. Uh, we I, we I enjoy my chill. We chill intentionally life. Yeah. keep our our slates pretty clean and 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 free of events on purpose. We're we're the kind of people that are like, God, I really hope no one invites me out to do anything. So, so yeah, we, that's, that's our plan as of right now is to, to do an episode a week. And in addition to all the other, the Geek Garage material, which, uh, you know, of course is since the, the dawn of the podcast, there's never been a set schedule because life's nuts. But now that I have Ted, we, you know, we can hold ourselves more accountable. Yeah. And one of the things we talked about is we don't necessarily have to be both of us necessarily don't have to be on every episode. Mm-hmm. So like if there's a week where you've got something going on or like, I really want to talk about a movie that you haven't seen or you didn't like, right. You know, I can bang out a 45 minute episode on my own. Yeah. Um, and, and the reverse is true also. So like, if you want to cover something in particular that I haven't seen or like I got to work or something, you can, um, you can bust out something on your own and, and that way there's still content out there. For those of you that actually give a shit, which is just David and I probably, but that's okay. That's yeah. all right. Um, I'm going to keep doing it as long as I have fun with it. Yeah, you know, so. absolutely. Cool. Yeah, so did, I think it was you that came up with the idea for, for John Wick. I, actually, I think it was you who came up with all of our topics. I don't know if we want to <laughs> we want to bust our nut so quickly and release the the topics i I don't think we want to do all all the things we have i will say that yeah like like david said we have talked about this there is some planning as hard as that is to believe we did plan this out a little bit uh our first episode spoiler will be about john wick it'll be a retrospective we'll kick that off here in just a second um i don't want to give away everything we're going to do but we do have a few episodes planned Mm -hmm. i will say that i think uh the first four or five episodes or maybe maybe the first three out of five or four out of six, something like that. They're all pretty topical. They're all they're all going to be pretty topical. Um, two of them in the month of May. One of them is John Wick. The other one shall remain nameless. But if you could put two and two together, you can probably figure it out. It's another big, yep, uh, big, big, big movie. Big. It's coming out. Um, and then some other ones that we're into that maybe aren't quite like quote unquote blockbusters, but are still going to be fairly big, sure. big movies with a lot of hype behind them. So yep. I'm pretty excited about it. I've got a few evergreen topics, like you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm ready to fire off on. Yeah. So I think I think it's going to be good. Uh, but that's enough of us talking about talking about movies. Let's just yes. talk about movies. Yes. Let us let us end this yeah. and transition into our conversation about John Wick and John Wick Chapter Two, and some philosophizing about. John Wick Chapter 3. Parabellum. Parabellum. Yeah, it's I John remember. Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I It's it's a very verbose title. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a maze balls. Well we'll talk about that here in a second. <laughs> Let's go! 
now this is serious. Do you check under your bed for Baba Yaga? I do. That thing's terrifying. Yeah, he he really is. You know who doesn't have to check under their bed for Baba Yaga? Is Chuck Norris. Okay, yeah. I however, however, Chuck Norris has to check under his bed for Keanu Reeves. Dun dun dun! <laughs> John Wick explosion! <laughs> that that's exactly how we're gonna start this motherfucking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I've officially broken Ted, and <laughs> we're off to a great start. What do you want to start on, Ted? I guess the first John Wick movie would be would be appropriate to to start with, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, if you want to yeah. go about it in like a, a sensical fashion, is that a is that a fucking word? In a way that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. We should start with the first one. Cool. I fucking love these movies. Uh, they're legit. Yeah. Too it, legit. It's almost like... I remember hearing about this movie for the first time, and I was like, okay, somebody has basically <clears throat> hacked my brain. Because this is the kind of shit I think about on a regular basis. Like, I just want to break down how perfect... This movie seriously seems like it was created in a lab specifically for Ted White. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding, right? I mean, so, based off of your affinity for Keanu Reeves and... Yes, I am a well-known Keanu apologist, and I, I will die on every Keanu-related hill. Mm-hmm. As but, you should. Right, but let's just let's just talk about this. Keanu Reeves playing a stoic badass. Right. That's a, that's a definite... That's very yep. on-brand for me. Yes. Right? Neon lights in a large city. Mm-hmm. That is very on-brand for things that I like. Kevin Nash, former professional wrestler with a cameo as a Russian bouncer. That is a very on-brand Ted thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Muscle cars? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's throw those in there. Oh, and finally, let's have a dude kill about 5,000 people in the span of 90 minutes in varying ways, in various ways that are all increasingly absurd. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find who wrote this movie, and I'm going to sue the shit out of them because this is every dream I've ever had. In a 96-minute film. I love it. It's so good. It is. It's really I, and, great. And I also love it. I mean, I, I can't put it into words that just, Ted just put it in because <clears throat> I'm kind of lame. Uh, I'm, I also uh, have a little bit of a problem with this. So <laughs> It's it's all right. We we all have problems. I, I have problems. Um, but no, I... I didn't end up seeing the first John Wick until the uh, we've had this conversation. I didn't end up seeing it until the until chapter two was about to come out. Right. And I so I, I think it was right about to come out, and I was like, I all of a sudden started hearing a lot of hype about the mm-hmm. second one. And I was like, are these movies really that good? Because it it was kind of we were discussing how it was almost like a revival or renaissance for for these kinds of like action thriller movies definitely definitely because they were they were like really big and sort of the 80s but especially the 90s mm. <clears throat> and and all of a sudden they they were kind of getting made again in in a relatively spectacular fashion like with the first taken movie we, right. we kind of agreed that was a good one but i like i said we, when when people were were getting all hype about the second one, I hadn't even seen the first one. Like I said, and I uh, I was like, are, are they really that good? 
and and people are like, dude, you have no fucking clue. Like, just yeah. watch them. Alice, like, all right. I mean, like, I was. Uh, I've never not been a fan of Keanu Reeves, but I I'm I'm just late to his game. Like coming okay. in and, I mean, and and watching his his more notable stuff. Of course, you know, uh, obviously I've seen the Matrix because we did the fucking Matrix episode, right? But uh, as far as like his the catalog of movies that he's done that you know that are are pretty good or outstanding mm. or you know no, noteworthy, I, I really haven't seen a whole lot of them. So, so coming into to John Wick was it wasn't something that I really foresee foresaw my is that a word foresaw yeah okay uh, I I didn't see myself doing like without the recommendation of of others and so that's kind of what led me to right I I remember seeing the trailers when they when they started coming out and being mm-hmm. like yeah that looks all right oh, I'm. But I was kind of like, we'll see, you know. Right. Um, it came out on DVD, and I remember I went over. I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and his roommate had just bought uh, the first John Wick and uh, the movie Birdman with Michael Keaton, right? Which is a, a really strange like pairing. I don't know why he had both of them. He had just literally bought them like that day. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended Birdman's up watching fucking dope too. Yeah, we, well, that's actually what we ended up watching was Birdman because we're all, okay. Me and my buddy are huge Michael Keaton nerds. I'm also yeah. a Michael Keaton apologist, but for different reasons. He's um, great too. He is very good. Um, and then I remember his roommate being like, "Dude, fucking John Wick is the shit." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, you're kind of an idiot, so I don't know that I believe you." Um, but then I was like on vacation or something. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some movies from Redbox." That's one of the ones I picked up, and it was like I immediately fell in love with it. Yeah. I saw John Wick 2 opening weekend. Uh, that was an awesome experience because it was super late on a Sunday night. It was like mm-hmm. me and four other people. Dope. That was dope. Yep. Um, and I'm going opening night with uh, with some friends to see Chapter 3. And uh, I can't it's, believe it's gonna be... you didn't schedule that to, to take me, you bastard. No. Sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, you know, it's all right. I am not one of those guys that's going to be like... You are doing stuff without me. How fucking dare you? Yeah, well, we're not married. So yeah, exactly. We're barely friends, even really. So. I, I, when, when you get down to it, uh, no, I I thought a good <clears throat> so John Wick the first one is not chapter one. It's just John Wick, right? It's just titular. But if it did have a subtitle or a chapter name, I think it should be like John Wick colon Happy Accidents, because as as I was writing notes and we were <clears throat> discussing things about the first film before we started recording, I realized, or both of us realized, that there was a lot of happy accidents. And we'll get into some of those, uh, you know, here throughout the yeah. the recording. But one of the ones is the long, uh, long sequences and takes of mm-hmm. the, the action shots. And yeah. I guess this is good... Uh, good time as any to transition into the actual source material so so yeah one of the biggest things that this these movies are praised for is the long action shots they're right the the action choreography and and the framing of the shots and everything definitely right and 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 it's very well deserved yes um Uh, but you you were explaining that the one of the reasons that the 
the the shots are are long is because they literally couldn't afford to do a bunch of takes. Right. So I mean, I don't think it's like breaking news for anybody that movies are really expensive to make. Right. You know, they're really expensive to shoot. So uh, one of the things that uh, the directors, which I guess technically it was co- co-directed by um, David Leach, who was uncredited due to some like DGA rules. Yeah, uh, some so weird Chad, he and bureaucratic, Chad bureaucratic film nonsense. Right. You can you can only have like one one director credit outside of like special circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, so. like I mean the the Cohen brothers and the Wachowskis, they get away. Those with are pretty it big because like the kind kind of the two biggest names. Or well, I guess four biggest names in directing you could point to as like right. pair pair directors yeah. rather than you know it's mostly just one person. But yeah, it it was a uh, David Leach uh, who's also done Atomic Blonde, which is another also a fucking great movie, fantastic which we will probably film. talk about at some point. Yeah, and we uh, yeah, especially if they end up making a sequel, I, I can imagine. Yeah, why I know, they I know, I know that Charlize wants to Charlize Theron who plays yeah. uh, the titular Atomic Blonde character. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure David Leach does too, but I know he just finished. Or, well, I guess they've been finished filming for a while now, but the Hobbs and Shaw movie that's coming yeah. out. Now, I've been out on The Fast and the Furious basically since The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, you can uh, probably go into this movie pretty cold on, on the, the Fast and Furious films. Right. Just um, just know that uh, Jason Statham was in... He was in the, one of them, two of them. Doesn't matter. None of this matters. Yeah. Uh, if you're that concerned about the storyline with you're in the, the wrong you're the, in the, the wrong Fast movie. and Furious yeah. <laughs> movies, then yeah, the Fast and Furious you, extended universe, nobody right. gives a shit, right? But yeah, uh, Chad Stileski, he right, was the, the other, other, uh, the other he's the credited he's, director. Yeah, he's the director that is actually credited, right? But in uh, in an interview, he was saying, you know, we didn't set out necessarily to make a very. Well, uh, let me back up. Obviously, they wanted to create like a very action-packed movie, mm-hmm. right? Because he's a former stuntman. He was kind of stuntman in The Matrix. I think he was also Brandon Lee's stuntman on The Crow, but I'm not as certain about that. Right. So, obviously, he's going to want to make like just like a balls-to-the-wall action movie, yeah. right? But I don't think they set out for it to be like quite so, <clears throat> I guess for lack of a better word, like cinematic mm-hmm. in the sense of like sweeping shots and, and like super stylized. Well, maybe stylized, but I mean stylized in the sense of you know, like the long takes and things. Yeah, like they wanted to make a good action thriller. Right, and, and, and they definitely had an idea for how to make it stylized, but in the sense of, again, like the super long mm-hmm. super long takes and, yeah. and things like that. And basically he said the reason we did that is because we didn't have any fucking money. Yeah. You know, I think the budget was like $20 million for the first John Wick, which, I mean, that's a lot of money, definitely, but in terms of like a big action movie, that's nothing. Right. You know, um, to, to put that in perspective, like, Avengers Endgame was probably 12 or 15 times that budget easily, you know? So, I mean, uh, and that's a big scale movie, but, you know, he was like, we just didn't have the fucking money to set up and reshoot from different angles. Yeah. They just, they basically approached Keanu Reeves like, hey bro, like we only have like $5 to film this. Right. Uh, (laughs) So is it okay if you train for like four months in like five different things, including jujitsu and like gun kata and uh, like close and long range shooting. And also we're going to need you to film like 15 second uh, film segments uh, for this for this movie mm. because we don't have money to like cut and like have our people set up uh, and uh, I think you you told me about this uh, and later I read it on the the IMDb trivia 
that they actually reused stuntmen in the yeah. same uh, in the same shot. Like they right. would kind of duck and cover out of the shot, and they would just come back in. I, I can't remember what scene it is specifically, but there's one of the long. Uh, long scenes where Wick is just like mowing dudes down, right. which describes like eighty-five of the ninety-six yeah. minutes of this movie. But I can imagine it, it could be the the first scene where they they come to his house. Uh, I know it's not the house scene because oh, okay. they describe that the guy's in a suit. Um, I think it's one of the later uh, one of the later set pieces where mm. maybe maybe it's where he's storming the hangar or the warehouse okay. where he finds um, Vigo's son. I can't remember for sure, but anyway. Uh, where the first guy he kills in the scene is also the last guy. Right. Where he shoots the guy on, and, and the guy, quote unquote, dies, falls off, and the camera keeps falling away. So that that stuntman or that extra pops back up, runs to the back of the line, and then gets killed again to close the shot out. Right. You know, because they were just like reduce, reuse, recycle. Right. <laughs> it's a very green movie. Yes, right? it is. It is. Uh, because again, they didn't have the budget to hire like fifty guys to just go out and pretend to get shot. Yeah. For every scene. Yeah, know, it's so. uh, they they did a great job of making lemonade out of lemons. Right. With with yeah. the, uh, the the budget that they they were given for this film, um, and just in this aspect in particular, mm. uh, uh, was was great. The you know the the long action sequences, which is why I was I was saying that it was kind of the, there's a a, a relatively. Uh, long string of, of happy accidents right. that came out of the restrictions that they had, um, so, like the budget. Right. Something else. I'm not sure if this is like a budget thing necessarily, or maybe it's like an intentional stylistic choice uh-huh. at the hands of the writer or the creators. But like, I love that it's building this whole like underground universe, basically of like this, there's this assassin's guild mm-hmm. and all these people are involved. And like, obviously the police know about it because the cop shows up at his door and he's like, Hey, you back working. Right. And he's just like, unfortunately, and the cop's just like, peace, I'm out. You right. know, I don't want no problems, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they have like their own currency, these gold coins. It's like, there's all this stuff that's kind of just at the fringes. Yeah. And it doesn't just beat you over the head with exposition yes. like a lot of movies do. Yes. Like, hey, this is the Assassin's like, Guild and this is how it works. It treats you like treats an adult. An adult, yeah. Right. Like, like you're it, not it assumes five. You can put Right. It assumes you can put two and two together. Like, yeah. oh, obviously these coins, you know, it doesn't matter. It really, truly, it doesn't matter how they're minted. Who gives a shit? I right. want to see John Wick shoot people in the face for another 20 minutes. That's all I'm here for. Right. Like... You know? Would you like a bottle of bourbon in your room? Yes, please. Okay, money, money, please. <laughs> coin, coin. Right. Uh, I, I need, I need coin right, right now. Gold coin. Um. So I think that's really cool. And again, I don't know that that's necessarily a budgetary thing. It definitely sure. could be because it's like, hey, we don't really have the money to film another five minutes worth of scenes to explain right. any of this. But I think it definitely, I think it works out. Yeah. Uh, regardless of uh, that was intentional, based on their budget or not. It it regardless it, it played in the the films and the director's it, it, favor. A hundred percent. I know that originally, in in writing this movie, they had pictured it being an older person. So like I think mm. some someone in their like late fifties or sixties. So yeah. like they definitely have that world wariness. Yeah. Um, where it's like oh, you hear legends about this dude because he's been a hitman for the last three and a half decades. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I can't remember who who decided this, but they were like, that doesn't really work. So let's age it down a little bit. They got Keanu, who's not as old in terms of 
calendar age, but still right. has that. He's been around for a while. He's a known I commodity. Mean, yeah, and he's he's not super young, but he's also not super old. He, I mean, I'm not clued into the Underground Assassins game at all, right. but I can imagine that Keanu is up there in retirement age. Like, I, I mean, I can I can imagine that it's a game that you can just play until you know you die if you you if you're in it for the long haul, right? Uh, which it seems like most people would be. Uh, but it, it definitely seems like the uh, it, it, the assassin game would bode well. Seems like a young for, man's game, for, so yeah, to speak. for the for the young man. Uh, yeah. And so having Keanu, you know, quote unquote, come out of retirement and just mow people down, and the fact that he's basically better than ever. Uh, right, just scares and the ever living shit out of pretty much everyone. Every, you're right, as well as should. Like I love how. Well, uh, I guess not everyone. I mean, the fucking uh, uh, Theon Greyjoy. punk ass. Yeah, he's like, oh, fucking, but, I'll take him and everyone right. else. But then when his when his father Vigo kind of explains it to him, I think he realizes like, With oh, I swift fucked punch up. to the gut. Right, right. Um, and that's that's another thing I really love about it is like it's really it, it straddles that line of show don't tell. Yeah, really well. Um, and this is a scene. Ironically, I'm going to discuss a scene where like they tell you. But they also back it up. They don't just throw it as a line. They don't throw the line out there of like, John Wick's a badass and just expect you to take it. They tell you, his father tells that story about like, nah, man, you don't know who you're fucking with. Right. John Wick is the dude. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. He just comes out. He's like, oh, he's the boogeyman. Like, nah, this is, who goes to, this is who you send to kill the fucking boogeyman. Right. You know, he talks about Baba Yaga. I saw him kill... <laughs> Baba Yaga. I saw him kill three men with a pencil. With a fucking pencil. Yes. Which and is a, a call to the um, the storyline in the book that the security guard is reading. Right. Uh, Which, in, uh, I mean, the, the not just a call. Scene. It's like a scene directly lifted from yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways. But yeah, he tell, and it's like, it just continues to build that myth of John Wick basically being like the angel of death. Right. You know, um, but then again, it goes and it, and it shows that where he's like just mowing these dudes, these dudes down who are like security for the mob, right. like the Russian mafia. And to kind of wrap it up, it's like John Wick is so terrifying because even the fucking like king of Russian mob, the, the, please edit this. I sound like a moron. The king of the Russian mob is basically like, dude, you woke up the devil, all right? You <laughs> fucked up, kid. Pretty much. Um, and that's what's awesome about it. Like, like John Leguizamo calls him, and he's just like, or he, uh, the Vigo calls John Leguizamo's character, and he's like, did you did you strike my son? And he's like, yeah, because he fucking pissed off John Wick. Hell right. yeah, I was gonna shoot him. And he's <laughs> like, and he's just like, oh, right. Well, 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 that that's completely understandable. I'm gonna talk to you later. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit him, I'm gonna too, hit him harder. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm a beat your ass with Charles. In fact, <laughs> but it just it sets up that he's just like, you know, like I said, they, like he he's basically Thanos but scarier. Yeah, like he's like the angel of death for real. Yeah, like he would show up and Thanos would be like, uh, I'm out. That's how Endgame should have ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they they could have uh... figured out. Disney owns everything. Right. They can buy John Wick. Unfortunately, yeah. please don't. I love these movies. Don't ruin them. Yes. Um, but yeah. Um, what a... Let's see. We I, I had down uh, stuff that... 
things about this movie that sets it apart from from other action thrillers like right so uh, we, we kind of already touched on on a few right um i think just just the the time apart from uh, from when we had our last phase of like a lot of you know a lot of other action thrillers, you know, for, for a while and, and, you know, and we had a break and now we have like updated technology and it was properly utilized. Like the, the shots, I, I think they were mostly done at the end during, during the end credits, but like the drone shots uh, mm. of uh, just panning down the city, yeah. uh, the overhead shots uh, are fucking beautiful. Yeah. Uh, like just little, little, you know, things like that. I, I thought, um, make great additions to to this yeah. to the movie. And, and another line this movie strides really well is it, it it could very easily just be a bad movie, mm-hmm. right? Like the plot is kind of like pulpy. It, you know it, I mean, mean it's like, it's very simple, right? Uh, it, it's it's not necessarily something very original, right? But it what it what really sets apart is the execution. Mm-hmm. So like if if you have if you have just like you know. A random action movie director number four you know and they direct this movie it's gonna look like 90 percent of other action movies out there that right. are indistinguishable from one another mm-hmm. you know what i mean what sets it apart is like you can tell it's definitely a labor of love yeah with two guys you know when Stileski and leach that are making movies they like mm-hmm. because they've worked on action movies because they're stunt guys yeah you know and then there's rapport with keanu reeves right because again Stileski was his stunt man mm-hmm. leech also i believe worked on the matrix in some capacity as a stunt performer or, or um stunt choreographer i'm not 100 sure on that yeah but i believe uh, so yeah i'm not sure um but you can tell it's definitely a labor of love which has it apart because like i said if you just hire some random guy who's you know trying to make it basically in Hollywood and he thinks this is a big shot. It's going to look, it's going to be super by the numbers because mm-hmm. he's going to try and make a movie that's going to appeal to everybody. Whereas Stileski is like, I have a vision for this. This is how it's going to be. And and, he, and to, to pull this off with like $20 million is almost absurd. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, other, other filmmakers that need more to do less, like you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Right. Um, I did a little... Uh, you know, research is a strong word, but I looked up some things on the internet, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw that this movie has a sixty-eight on me- on Metacritic, which, or I'm sorry, a six, no, a six, yeah, sixty-eight because it's out of a hundred for critics on Metacritic. Okay. Um, but like the majority of these reviews are positive. Okay. And then the negative ones really drag it down. So like I saw one review that gave it like a twelve, and they were like, oh, it's just. How many times can I watch Keanu Reeves pretend to shoot somebody in the head? And I was like, uh, infinite? I don't know. <laughs> you just keep running and I'll let you know when I get tired. Right. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then like user score is 8.1. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is definitely not, it's not high art, but it's not trying to be. Mm-hmm. I think it's artistic, but I'm, I mean, nobody's going to confuse it with like a French New Wave film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it knows what it is. Uh, and it, 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 it's hits, very self-aware, right? And it hits all those beats well, and that's yeah. why it's such an enjoyable movie. Yeah, it's just because it's like it's not trying to be anything. It's not. It's just it's, like, hey, yeah, you want to see tight Keanu ninety-minute film, right? You want to see Keanu Reeves shoot a bunch of dudes? Yes, I do. Sign me up. Cool. There you go. You know, um, I kind of like John Wick two better. 
I uh, that's uh, that I think that's a pretty good uh, opportunity to segue into John yeah. Wick Chapter Two. I we we were this is another thing we were discussing <clears throat> off uh, off air, but I uh, we we've both gone back and forth with with this with this topic of you know which one's better like they they both do certain things really well, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think I've. I think I'm finally ready to make my decision, and I, I, right. I think it's chapter two. John Wick chapter two. This rose is for you. Right. Uh, it, it it could be presented in a way like, oh, you can't compare the two. Like, I mean, you, you could potentially make that argument. I'm not personally ready to make that argument because I'm not prepared, um, and I just I just come off as stupid. But yeah, I, I think chapter two is is a little bit stronger of a film and i i did a poll on facebook i i forgot to look at the results uh, i guess i could look that up um do you do you want to to add to sure it? yeah yeah um i think the reason i like two better is because it takes all the good parts of one which is basically the whole movie but that's another discussion mm-hmm. uh it takes all the good parts and it's just like let's turn the dial up so it goes from being like turn it up to 11 and then rip break the, the knob off. off right it basically turns it up to 10 Right. So instead of like one guy that John Wick has to take out, he has to take out, you know, like Santino plus Santino's personal bodyguard Aries. And it's like now Commons involved. Mm-hmm. And it's like the whole fucking family's worth of bodyguards are coming right. after him. It's just like, you liked all this shit. Here's twice as much of it. Right. It's almost like the, it's like they, Pit my ride at the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, and another thing that that kind of ties into this is, you know, so we we talked a little bit about the the financing for the first film, and it was you know only like twenty million dollars, which is not a lot, and it you know and it made eighty eight million. So the chapter two, it got twice as much. It got forty million if you can't do math, uh, and and then it ended up making one hundred and seventy one million at uh, at the box office. So they obviously, you know, they doubled their budget and they were able to do more. And of course, we all know, seeing movies that start out as one and then turn into a franchise is a lot of directors and filmmakers and production crews. They like to throw all their extra money for the second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth films into you know the the fx and cgi uh and and all that business but i really think that they they made the wisest of decisions to to take that extra money and and really better the film right Uh, like truly better the film like you know better better locations Mm -hmm. uh cooler locations you know we got the the setting in rome wherever that is uh Uh, i think i'm pretty i'm not 100 percent that it's rome uh it's definitely somewhere in italy yeah uh where it's like the catacombs or like it it reminded me a little bit of like aqueducts i don't i don't Mm -hmm. know if it was like a castle or what whether they're having like a rave for some reason yes as like Uh, a coronation party for for his sister yeah a little uh trivia tidbit um the that weird like strings rave band that was uh, playing. They are also the the ones that did the score for the right. film. So yeah, um, which like I remember arguing with people that were like, I don't know, I didn't really like the the party or the rave. I was like, what are 
what are you dumb? You know, like that was fucking amazing. Yeah. And then there's the shootout in the catacombs. Um, it, it does a little bit of the like universe expanding, which I mean, your results may vary. If you're into that, you're into it. If you're not, you're mm-hmm. kind of like, all right, get back to where you're shooting people in the face. Right. Um, I was kind of into it because again, they don't like beat you over the head with like exposition. They, yeah. they expect you, you know, they expect that you can keep up because it ain't rocket science. You know? Yeah. So you see that it's not just a network in like New York. Mm-hmm. It's like worldwide. It's yeah. legit. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool. I, I like... I'm into bad puns and stuff like that. So I thought some of the euphemisms and, and some of the like wordplay they were using where he's talking about like, um, I need a new suit. And he's like, oh, is this a formal affair? And he's like building a Teflon, you know, like bulletproof three-piece suit. Yeah. You know. That that sequence was, was awesome. Yeah. And where he's going to, uh, he asked for like the sommelier and it's a fucking gunsmith. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's just like. I'm gonna I'm gonna need something for a big party, and he's like, "Oh, I have a 12 gauge pump shotgun." <laughs> he, he's like a very sexy Q. Right, right. Yes, indeed, he was a good looking fellow. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's Andy Dwyer's uh, London friend from that those uh, those parts of Parks and Rec. And yeah. he was also he played a, a short role in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And I did not know either of those things. Yeah, he's been been in a couple things, Mm -hmm. but yeah, he's he's a very attractive uh, London man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, but uh, I just I I thought all that was really cool. Like I said, I think it took the best parts of the first movie and just cranked the knob. Yes, cranked the knob up. Yep, I I will definitely uh, definitely agree to that. Um, I. I thought, uh, in, in addition to that, I I thought that the the fight fight sequences were a little bit better. They yeah, like the they were they were a little bit more creative. I thought like right. uh, case in point the the Hall of Mirrors or the Room of Mirrors, whatever that like mm. uh, art exhibition was. Right, where you know they went in and there's just mirrors all over the place, like a like a fun house, but people are trying to murder you. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's not part of the art exposition. It became that. Yes. And Uh, I I dug that a lot. It reminded me a little bit of beyond the black rainbow, which is a very different sort of movie. Okay. uh, Done by Panos Cosmatos, who also did Mandy, which is another one of my, that's probably on my top 10 all time list. I really have to think about it, but it's up there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You lent me that. And I was like, Okay. My friend Ted's fucking weird. That's probably what you were thinking the whole time. No, not really. I, I, I was thinking that this movie is fucking weird. Yeah. Um, so the not to get, get sidetracked, but anyway, there's a there's a scene in uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow where it's like a, a bunch of a bunch of mirrors and the characters standing in front of them. It just remind, it's uh, it, it's a very different scene in John Wick that just the mirrors themselves reminded me of, of right. that. Um, yeah, there was there's that, and then like the whole sequence of. Of John Wick and Common's character, I, I can't remember his, the name of his character right now. Right, but that whole through part like of the, the mall movie, into the subway. Yes, that was fucking incredible. That was a very good uh, sequence there because I, it, it was basically it was just that like it wasn't broken up by. I mean, there was there was like down moments where they they broke the they, glass uh, where they they were fighting and they they broke the glass of the. The, continental. the Italian continental, yeah. yeah, and and they were like, "Well, let's have a drink," right? And then they were like, "All right, let's fight again," right? Um, yeah, that that's an awesome scene because I just love where he where they bump into one another basically at this party. He's like, "You working? 
afraid so. And then, like, you see the wheels turning and Common's like, oh, fuck. Like, right. He realizes, like, what happened. Yeah. Um, I dug that. I also think that the the climax or, like, the final kill or what have you in 2 is a little more satisfying than in John Wick 1. In uh, Wick 1, he, he kills the, the son who started the whole thing. Right. And it's just kind of, it's almost like flippant because he's just taking out the whole, like, basically army of bodyguards that he has. He's yeah. just wreaked havoc on this yeah, hangar. Yeah, he's just like, it was just a fucking and, and just, <laughs> Right. Which, I mean, that's not unsatisfying. Exactly. Right. You know, but you're kind of like, man, I just watched 90, you know, uh, okay, it could have been cooler. And I think this one's better because you've got, um, I can't remember the, Ian McShane's character just running up and he's like, Jonathan. Let's think about this. And right. Winch is like, nah, suck it. Bam! Caps the dude in the fucking restaurant in the yeah. Continental. Like, right. It's just like... And then sets the gun down and just like pulls his dick out onto the table. Like, that's basically what right. happens. Right. Yeah, yeah, Ian McShane's just like... Oh my God, it is what? 14 inches. What? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he says. Uh, yeah, he's just like, what have you done? But, right. I mean... Uh, I can't remember if it was uh, during that exchange or the the last scene in the movie where they meet in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, "Yeah, bro, I get it. Like, I mean, I wish you wouldn't have broken my fucking rules, right? Uh, and you know, killed a guy in my, in my fucking in dining my palace. room. Yeah, but uh, you know, that's definitely not the Flatiron Building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, dude's got to do right. what, what he's got to do. And uh, my my only complaint is not the right word because it's not really a complaint complaints too strong but you take wick from the first one who like i said is basically like the avenging angel of death mm-hmm. right and in the second one he basically gets played for a rube yeah. several times where mm-hmm. like he's getting used to do somebody else's bidding i, I wasn't a huge fan of that like from a storyline perspective like I, it makes sense it's not like bad writing or anything it's just like man i kind of want to see more of wick just being the ultimate badass which I think is pretty much what we're going to get in Parabellum. Yeah. Uh, I mean, basically everyone in the entire fucking universe is coming after this dude. And he has to take <clears throat> measures like riding a horse with a katana attacking dudes on motorcycles. If uh, That's what I love about these, this movie franchise. It's like, if you had told me... If, if, you, if you came up to me and you were like, Hey, I saw a movie where a guy rides a horse down the street in New York City and slashes at a guy on a motorcycle with a katana i'd be like dude that sounds fucking stupid don't ever speak to me again but keanu reeves does it and i'm like opening night i am fucking there in imax in 3d right probably masturbating furiously as as you should be as one does right um i actually love like so i've been getting super hyped for this movie it comes out next weekend Mm -hmm. um like i said i'm going thursday night with some friends Without me, fucker. You'll live. Uh, I, will. I, I will go see it again. Believe that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I love that the director came out and he was just like, people are saying like, don't you think viewers are going to be fatigued? And he's like, I want them to be fatigued. Right. I want them to watch this movie and be like, fuck, that was an awesome ride. If like, you're not coming out of the uh, the movie theater with a nosebleed, then you probably didn't right. watch the same movie that I did. Right. Like, basically, he's just like, um, I don't know about y'all punk asses, but I make basically pure Colombian white right. with your stepped on shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Um, 
It's just, but no, like a direct quote he, he gave, I think this was to um, Empire, if I'm not mistaken. He was just like, I want action fatigue. I want you to finish the movie and go, oh, what a ride. You know, and again, he was a stunt guy, so that makes a lot of sense. He right. wants to just go balls to the wall with mm-hmm. it. Um, I do love in the trailer, there's that scene where he's like, what do you need? And Keanu's just like, guns. Lots of guns. Right. Which is a great nod to the Matrix, which of course has that same line where yeah. they go to rescue Morpheus. And mm-hmm. he's like, what do you need, Neo? And he's like, fucking all the guns. And the racks of guns come out. That's yeah. so dope. Yeah, there's, there's actually at least one or two callbacks to the Matrix between... Excuse me, between John Wick 1 and Chapter 2. Right, uh, and of I, course, they get a little more overt in 2 where you have Lawrence Fishburne. And, yeah. Uh, that's a reunion, of course, who played Morpheus. Yeah. And, that, that was another thing that the the bigger budget for Chapter 2 allotted for was those those big-name cameos. And, right. Uh, and, and stars. Like, of course, you know, they, they were able to get Ian McShane to come back. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty big name. And... You know, and then they had Common and... I think, like, Willem Dafoe. There was, so, the first one didn't have, like, Keanu Reeves and then a bunch of nobodies. Like, right, it, yeah. It, like, it definitely wasn't a bunch of nobodies, mm-hmm. but... But at the same time, it's like, you had Willem Dafoe in kind of a glorified cameo. And then a lot yeah. of the other actors and actresses, you might have recognized them from different things, but they weren't necessarily all, like, household names, necessarily. Like, I think Lawrence Fisher is probably, like, still an a-list actor yeah. you know like people know who he is mm-hmm. um Halle Berry definitely is right. like an a-list actress everybody she's like a household name she's gonna be in Parabellum which I was like how can they make this movie better oh Halle Berry and she God, has war God dogs. bless America right I was like <laughs> fucking USA USA <laughs> <laughs> oh and she also has trained attack dogs this yes. is like seriously I'm suing whoever fucking wrote this movie it's right. literally what I think about 24-7 <laughs> yeah <clears throat> But I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> it was uh, that's all right. Uh, uh, Howie Berry people. does it to the best of us. God bless her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you had, you had people that you might recognize. Like I know that um, uh, Lance Lance Reddick, who plays uh, Char on the uh, uh, like the hotel manager, yeah, the Continental. The, yeah, um, he was on the Wire. Okay. Um, I can't remember the character's name, but the um, the older assassin that's up in the hotel a couple of rooms down from Wick who actually um, the woman trying to kill Wick shoots him. Yeah. I can't remember with his, the pillow on the face. Yeah. I can't remember his character's name but that actor played Lester Freeman who was also on The Wire. Okay. Uh, which is a great show I highly recommend but like I recognize yeah, them from I need that. Yeah I need to get into it. I, I, I mean I've heard nothing but good things mm-hmm. from several people so uh, i know they were both in that as well as some other things of course ian mcshane was in deadwood and he's he's been a lot of other things he's had a long career yeah and then in two you know they had some they added to it so they had like lawrence fishburne and um ruby rose who is not as big a name but she this was around the time when like orange and the new black was still going gangbusters so like a lot of people knew who she was from right. that um she was starting to get a lot of buzz and she's branching out away from that show excuse me she played Ares, uh, the mute assassin. Mm-hmm. Or, and her her actual her end is kind of ambiguous a little bit because I think he just like stabs her and then leaves her in the elevator in the end of two. She's she's the one that dies in the in the, in the mirrors. The mirrors, yeah, yeah. But it, she she's just like see you around, John, and he's just like sure. And leaves, and it, that, it never... that's kind of like the 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 assassins like 
goodbye tagline, right? Right. Like, regardless of whether you're, you know, it's kind of like their Alveda Sen for, um, like, hey, like, you're actually, like, we're actually saying goodbye or, you know, I'll see you later or one of us is dying. Right. Right, and it's it's cool. It's kind of open ended. Yeah. So it might just be like, hey, that, later. That's one thing that I picked up from. I, I you know, of course, you know, I rewatched the uh, the first one last night mm. just to have it fresh, and that's one thing that I picked up from from that was that's a, a repeated line, is especially in the first one. Mm. It's also the tagline for three, I believe, because the first poster I saw is is uh, of just a close up on uh, Keanu's face. Behind like a, a rain soaked door with some neon lights. Like I said, man, this is like straight up my alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like BCN you. Okay. Um, it's dope. I actually, I love the marketing posters for the third movie. Yeah. They're They're very pretty. Gorgeous. Yeah. Very pretty. Um, and like, there's just no way I'm going to be disappointed in this movie. It could literally be a 90 minute like Keanu Reeves lecture about. The color beige. Right. And I'd be like, man, beige is kind of hopping. You know I mean, like, I, mean like, uh, I kind of fuck with beige right now. Like, right. I'm, yeah, Keanu's talking about it. I always thought that shit it. was just like gray, but nah, this shit knocks. You know? Right. I mean, it's good with khaki. I mean, it's it, it goes good with brown. Right. It's, 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 got, it's so versatile. It's got range. Yeah, right? it, it does. It, it's, um, it's like the Meryl Streep of colors. Right. Give that shit an Oscar right now. <laughs> But, I mean, I'm super excited for it. Um, Ditto, my friend. It looks... Like, they turned it up to 10 in Wick 2, and now they're just like, all right, fuck it. Now the whole world's after him. Good luck, motherfucker. 11, 12. Like, they just... Dr- no, they, they, they ripped the knob off uh, once they cranked it to 11 with 2. So, I think they just, they had like, to, like, threw like, the whole thing... Surgically repair the knob and then crank it up again and re-break it off right. for yeah. three. Yeah, they just, like, strapped, uh, you know, a, a, a jet engine battery to it right. and just... They, they, they strapped a car battery to it and then we're like, alright, let's go. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's... We're gonna do the Motley Crue version of movies now, so... <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys like cocaine? Well, here's a lot of it. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, uh, it look, it looks awesome. No, I I mean I, I really don't have a whole lot to say. Like I, I, just, I I'm I'm kind of the the person that likes to doesn't like to speculate a whole lot about what's gonna happen. I I I'd right. much rather go in with with a little speculation on my part and and let let myself be surprised. Definitely, and like this is. As we talked about for the storyline for one, like this is not a huge, complicated story, right? Like, where people are like, like with Game of Thrones, for example, where people are constantly speculating about like what could happen this season, right. or or uh, like before Endgame came out, people were speculating like what's this character going to do? Who's going to die? Who's, right. who's coming back? Who's like, dead you don't for need real? to do any of that with this, yeah. Because again, it's just like stories, cool. Like you got to have a story. But they keep it just engaging enough story-wise so they, they can get from point A yep. to point B. And they're like, hey, along that, we're going to have a scenic stop at this action scene and a scenic stop at this action scene. And here, take some Gatorade. You're going to need it. <laughs> you know, like, story is almost secondary. Yeah. As painful as it is for me to say that, being like, the you know, the resident pretentious nerd. 
Well, I mean, like, like we discussed earlier, it's, I mean, these are action thrillers. Mm. and It's not high art. Like, yeah, it, the, the, the story doesn't need uh, to be, you know, front and center what what these movies have going for them. And like we discussed, they're very self-aware is, you know, the, the visual aspect of it. Definitely. And you definitely need a cohesive storyline and plot to to really buy into the movie or else it's just your run-of-the-mill action film. Right, but at the same time, you also don't want to go too crazy with it. So it's like, what do we know about Wick? Ex-assassin, retired because of his wife, she mm-hmm. died, he just wants to live peacefully, you know, as a widower. This little Russian fuck messes that up, right. so he takes him out. Start. So that's that's the first movie. Start of the second one, he's trying to get his car back from from uh, Vigo's brother. I think it's his brother, played by Peter Stormare. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's just like, "Hey, I got my car. I killed your brother. Peace, right?" Right. And Peter Stormare's like, "Yeah, f- fuck yes, peace. Jesus Christ, you're burning my house down." <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then he's he's out again. He goes home, and then Santino shows up. So like, it, it's very, it's 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 consistent in how it goes from like point A to point B to point C without it being like. You know, seventeen thousand twists and turns. Yeah. Like the the like you brought up Taken earlier, and I think Taken the first Taken is a good movie. It's mm-hmm. a good action movie, but like I think it's got like one twist too many, where it's like, oh, the only other good character in this movie is a double agent or whatever. Yeah. His friend. Well, I was like, oh Jesus, I don't I don't need that. I just need to see Liam Neeson shooting Albanian people in the face, <laughs> or uh, I can't. Remember. I don't remember the natural ethnically ambiguous European people. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the ones that kidnap you at the airport try and convince you that, hey, there, there's rave later. Right, right. And then get your daughter addicted to crack. Yeah, shoot them motherfuckers in the face 10 times out of 10 and I'll watch it. Yes. Um, but I don't need all the extra bullshit. And I think Wick is really good about that, where it's mm-hmm. just like, it's simple, but it's not st- stupid. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hold your hand through it. Yeah, it definitely does a good job of all that trimming the fat. Mm. Uh, you know, exactly, being it's a lean, lean and tight, mean, lean yeah. mean fighting machine. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what's that's what's good about them. Yeah, we've covered uh, basically yeah. all our notes. I mean, the the only other thing, like I mean, I I jotted down like a couple of trivia things um, that have just kind of uh, that have come up along the way uh, that you know. Uh, Stileski, the the noted director or credited director, mm-hmm. he was uh, Keanu Reeves' stunt double in in the Matrix films in all three uh, Matrix films. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing uh, we didn't really talk about, uh, but is a big thing, was Keanu Reeves doing most of his stunts, like ninety to ninety five percent of his stunts. Yeah, I, I thought that was really awesome. I mean, of course, he's got stunt training from the Matrix as well as some other action movies he'd done. Yeah. But the fact that he was just like, yeah, it was me. Uh, some of the some of the more dangerous stunts, which obviously any stunt is going to have an element of danger to it, but some of the like right. serious. I, I think the uh, according to the the trivia on IMDb, which you know that, that's fan based, so you know, got to take it with a grain of salt. But apparently, the only ones that he didn't do is where he got hit by a car. Yeah, which I mean, I get they it. they need him in order right. to film the like if, movie. You know, if he rolls his ankle, okay, well, we we break for a couple of days and, and we're back at right. it. But, like, he gets hit by a car and breaks his legs. You fuck the whole movie. Right. So, I mean, I definitely understand. Yep. As, as like, callous and crude as that sounds. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let this other guy maybe die by getting hit by a car Because than that's star. what he gets paid to do. Right. And, 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 uh, that's, that's his sole purpose. Um, uh, one thing that I... Uh, another thing that I read was... 
there's a couple people in the first movie that their reaction is like, oh, but they say it in the style uh, almost sounding like, whoa, whoa. from... Yeah, yeah from, like the, from the, the Matrix. Typical Keanu yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he, he typically does the, the whoa. Like he, in, he did that and that, like, that came from Bill and Ted originally. We just like, okay. whoa. Okay, and, and then, then he, he the, Matrix the Matrix was kind of like a callback yeah. to that. Okay, yeah. I get it. Uh, so yeah, uh, that was kind of like a, I, I guess, sort of a tribute to, to that. Um, and then Yeah, because you know, that, that whoa is kind of a meme. Yeah. At this point, you know. I mean, not as much as fucking Owen Wilson's wow. Like, it's not as much of a meme as that. Right. But, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we made reference to the, the Greek mythology stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and how he just prepared for the role by doing gratuitous amounts of training in, in different things, you know, yeah. in, in marksmanship, I'm, in, I'm, in I'm different almost, MMA. I'm, I'm pretty pretty convinced that uh counter reese could be an actual assassin if he wanted to probably but he seems like such an awesome dude that he wouldn't do that that's also probably true yeah all right so uh one last thing before we wrap up a segment that we're going to do on every episode that will be independent of whatever the topic we discussed was is going to be kind of a recommendation sort of segment it's called shit that doesn't suck yeah uh it's basically just whatever david or i have seen lately that we recommend Mm -hmm. um everybody check out so do you want to you want to go first uh, you go first, cause I I need to think about shit that I I have seen lately that doesn't suck. Okay. Uh, so I have been on a really big uh, wushu martial arts film kick. I revisited two thousand, I believe it was two thousand two's hero yesterday. Oh yeah, that's right. You were telling uh, me about with that. With starring Jet Li as Nameless, who was. Uh, Badass. Is his name nameless? Yeah, like his character's or? name is nameless. Yeah, wow, that's um, it's a unique. it's a story point. It's not it's not really a spoiler. Um, okay. he mentions that within the first like few lines. Um, it's you know it's a Chinese wushu film, martial arts film. Um, but the way it's shot, it's just it's really beautiful. Like the colors are very bright and vibrant. One of my biggest complaints about a lot of modern movies is that the color palettes are all the same. Okay, you know um, this one's very bright. It's got a lot of different colors so it's not just like oh everything's bright red or everything's bright blue like there's scenes where it is like very like startlingly bright reds okay um, but it's, it's really great it's told from predominantly Jet Li's perspective as his character nameless but then there's some back and forth and um, it, it's just it's really awesome I don't want to spoil it I don't want to spoil it for anybody who may not have seen it it's like a 20 year old movie just about but uh, yeah. I highly recommend it it is very it's very super stylized so if you're into kung fu movies you'll probably be into this um, it's got a lot of what, what what you might call like wire foo where it's it's you know the characters doing things that like right. human beings are not capable of doing basically yeah. like flying through the air but um, it's awesome fight choreography is great highly recommend it cool yeah, I uh, I'll I'll definitely have to check that out whenever whenever I get a sec. It is on uh, a streaming service that I don't want to name because I don't want to get sued. But you probably have it. They have a lot of original content. Mm. Okay. It, it's on Netflix. Uh, if you want to watch, it. that's how I watched it because I didn't want to dig out. Why would we get sued? I don't know, man. I just don't want to get sued. I mean, it's not like we we're... can cut that joke. It's not that funny. I mean, if we were, if we monetized, we might have to be concerned, but I mean, we're just talking about Netflix, so. But, uh, highly recommend it. It's available on Netflix. Definitely recommend that you check it out. Uh, I'm not sure if it's got, 
like if it's one of the ones that's going to leave by the end of May or whatever, I, I don't remember. I just I saw it on there and I was like, hell yeah, I want to watch that play. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out if you're into martial arts movies at all. Right. My shit that doesn't suck is extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. And if you are not aware of the title, of course, it is quite long and verbose. It's the biopic that a lot of people have been talking about of uh, Ted Bundy. Everyone in their respective roles did a great job, uh, especially Zac Efron. He um, did a great job of just being really shockingly evil and vile. Uh, Just doing a great job of playing Ted Bundy and the fucking creep that he was. I mean, I, I know that, you know, he's infamous for being this, you know, really charming, good-looking guy that all these girls just couldn't get over the fact that he did all these disgusting, uh, vile things to to these women in these murders. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he was, like, conventionally handsome to a lot of people is part of the reason he was able to get away with it for so long. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's, that's my shit that doesn't suck. I think I think this went great, and the fact that we've done this four times now. Uh, I mean, this was the first official episode of right you know goes to the movies, but you know I'm I think we're I think we're doing good, man. We're doing great. I, I'm we're so doing. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so before we we sign off, I would like to give a shout out to uh, a new newcomer uh, podcast that uh, I just. Um, kind of met up with and, and started communicating with and they are the freaking geek and podcast they were kind enough to give us a shout out on their latest uh, episode uh, so I thought I'd return the favor you should definitely go check them out they're awesome they they only have uh, like I said they're brand new and they only have three episodes but um, the the dynamic between um, uh, Dakota, who's the host, and I am so sorry, I am blanking on your friend's name. I apologize. I know that he's not on there all the time, but uh, yes, you should definitely go check them out. They're on Twitter at the Freaking Cast, and they are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. They they might be available elsewhere, but of course, you know those are kind of like the three kings right now. So yeah, based on your recommendation, I I had a few minutes earlier when I was able to check okay. out I made 10 or 15 minutes and I was enjoying what I heard granted yeah. it's only 10 or 15 minutes but I'm sure if the rest of us like that it'll definitely be enjoyable so I'll go ahead and throw my recommend on there as well plus they seem like good dudes yeah no they they definitely uh they're, they're cool like uh, I was listening to their first episode and uh and this is not a slide on them at all but you know for you know an extended period of time they were just kind of talking back and forth and um uh, not really talking about anything geek media related or, or anything related to um, a a topic per se, but I was just enjoying like their dynamic uh, and and their back and forth. Like it was, it's kind of cool to just listen to two people that have you know been friends for a long time, just kind of discuss you know old times and you know good times, new times, and just just chill and. And have a good time. So yeah, you should definitely check them out. Like I they're, said, they're, they're like the talented version of us. So if you can sit through what we're doing, you'll probably enjoy them a lot more. Right? Yeah they uh, they they have they have good quality sounds. They I, I don't know what kind of mics they're using. They have uh, the best sound. Pro- yeah. They, <laughs> I don't know. I I mean our our mics aren't bad. Eh. They're, they're okay. Eh. 
I got them on Amazon. Does that tell you anything? These are, these are like B plus mics at best. All right. Well, I mean, you can get like Blue Yeti mics on on Amazon. Those are pretty good. I have one of those. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty dope, right? It's, it's nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I've heard good things. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so this yeah, this just got so away from. I don't know how it got away from us this badly. It. <laughs> Fuck it, it happens. Yeah, I think we're done. That's it. Yeah, should we, yeah, we we should just press press stop, right? Yeah. Cool.